Mark chapter 14. We got, we, last time we were together, we came right to the point where uh, verse 42 says, Rise up, let us go. He that betrayeth me is at hand. Let us go doesn't mean, hey, let's get out of here. Let's beat feet. It means let's go meet them. Because Jesus never runs away from anybody. Never has, never will. Now, he's coming back. People will run from him. Not very successfully, but he doesn't run away. Immediately while he yet spake, cometh Judas, one of the twelve, with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And he that betrayed him had given them a token, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, take him and lead him away. And as soon as he was come, he goeth straightway to him and saith, Master, Master, and kissed him. Uh, in Luke, and I really think you should spend a little bit of time in Luke, and one of the parts of the homework assignment is read uh, John chapter 18. I think it's the first 12, 13, 14 verses in there. And it's talking about the arrest as well. And between all four Gospels, it gives us insight to what happens. Like Luke says he was bound. Where would you tie those hands? Like... He never took a he never made a fist and took a swing at anybody. Um, he also says, and Luke's the only one to tell us that he healed the, the servant of the high priest, he healed his ear. We'll talk about what happens here, but Mark doesn't mention that his ear was healed. Uh, when they come to arrest Jesus in John, he said, Whom seek ye? He said, uh, they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he, said, and he says, and the King James says, I am he. And the he's in italics. Jesus said, I am. Diego, I me, the, 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 the voice of the burning bush. And they all fell over backwards. Wow. And I think that's what kind of emboldened Peter. I'm taking on a whole army right now. I, you know, grabs a sword and starts swinging and starts hacking. But here, Luke says, he, he, he says, Betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Jesus isn't asking a question ever to get the answer. I think he's saying, dude, really? Really? That's what you've settled on? A kiss to betray me? Really? It was a common greeting in the day. I don't especially enjoy it when men kiss me. Uh, but we don't do that very often in America. It's not, a, it's not a thing here. It is in other cultures, other, other countries. When, when like, I, we had a birthday party yesterday, and my sister and one's like, give you a little peck on the cheek. That's fine. That's that's. Good, even. Men, eh, I'm, just gonna, I'm just never been. But that's, this is a cultural thing. It's a, it's a friendship thing. Really? That's how you... And by the way, why does he, he has to be... Why does he have to be identified? Well, it's dark. To these rowdies and this band of people that Judas brought with, maybe they're not followers of Jesus ever. Maybe they don't know who he is. I, th I think he's famous at this point, right? Maybe only in certain circles. I don't know. But that's what he does. He, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he. Take him and lead him away. Safely means without trouble is the idea. Without trouble to Judas is, is what Judas was worried about. So he comes and he kisses Jesus. And they laid their hands on him and took him. 
And one of them that stood dry, uh, uh, I'm sorry, one of them that stood by drew a sword and smote a servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. We found out in other gospels, his name is Malchus, and the sword wielder is Peter. It's funny to me, the gospel of Mark, written by John Mark, and Peter is his friend, and Peter just doesn't mention that or doesn't want his name uh, associated with that. Uh, it, it's funny, I, I, I just, I think, but we find out later on it's Peter, and I think when John writes the gospel, Peter's dead, and all the other disciples are gone, so he names names that, like you remember the woman who poured the, the, the alabaster ointment on Jesus' feet at Bethany, he calls her out as Mary, but none of the other Gospels do. We find out from John that it's Mary. And by the way, you know, in more, more, I don't always do this. You know, when we, we read through, I just read through. I just tell you, okay, this is what this Gospel's saying, this is what this Gospel's saying. And I don't always compare with all the other Gospels. Here it's kind of, I wouldn't say imperative, but you know how many trials Jesus goes through? Anyone want to take a guess? Six. But you won't find it. In any gospel, you'll find it in all the gospels. You have to accumulate the knowledge. What happens in the events after the resurrection? If you enumerate them all, you're going to pull in all the gospels because there's not one gospel that talks exhaustively about all the things. Uh, so Peter, he smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Again, Luke says that Jesus... Well, he said to heal them. Did he reattach? I always wonder, you know. Hey, bring that torch over here. Ah, here it is, you know, and it's all grass and there's a bug crawling on and he kind of sticks it back. What did that look like, you know what I mean? But he heals his ear, which is kind of important. Instead of uh, there being uh, four crucifix, crucifixions the next day, there's only three. Uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, Are you come out as against the thief with swords and with staves to take me? Seriously? And he's calling them out on their cowardice. I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you took me not. Hey, you could have come and arrested me any time. Why didn't you? And the inference is because you're spineless jellyfish. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And they all forsook him and fled. Interesting verse. They all forsook him and fled. Jesus would... would prophesy that remember you smite the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered and here they are Peter ready to take on the whole army Jesus is arrested led away and for their vanishing trick they get 10 out of 10 they, they scored perfect even Penn and Teller couldn't tell them how they did that they just were so gone uh, this funny verse 51 and 52, only found in the Gospel of Mark, there followed him a certain young man having a linen cloth cast about his naked body, and the young man laid hold on him, and he left the linen cloth and fled away from them naked. Why is that even there? I think it's autobiographical. I think it's Mark. I think, I, I, this is, I'm taking some guesses here. They're going by Mark's house. There's a a posse, a, a, a band of soldiers going to take Jesus. Um, temple guards and the like. Judas leading. So Mark, probably in bed, probably asleep, probably getting ready for the night, sees what's going on, grabs something, so he's, you know, throw around him, follows after. And he's uh, with Jesus when he's arrested. 
and they grab hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled away from them naked. You can see that in your mind's eye. That's naked is always funny. I don't, I don't know. I got because I'm a sick man and I have a weird sense of humor. But I think that's because I think uh, Mark wants to put himself interject there, and I think it really happened, obviously. But I think that that's what that's all about. Like I say, autobiographical. You know, I'm the one who believes that the rich young ruler was Mark, which makes it a happy ending because he went away sorrowful. He didn't go away angry. You remember that. Did he get saved in the end? Well, if it's Mark, obviously so. And we know the story of Mark from Acts. Uh, he went with uh, uh, Paul, and, Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary journey. He was in Galatia. And he punked out and went back. So this ain't for me. So much so that when they were going on the second missionary journey, they had a big contention over whether they should take Mark and Paul said it ain't happening you know fool me once it ain't going and Barnabas of course that means son of encouragement and by the way he's his uncle he's Mark's uncle come on give him a second chance he wouldn't do it so uh, he took with him Silas instead and Mark went with Barnabas and on they went and I think this is that. I, I don't have much to say about it. I have more to say about it. they all forsook him and fled. They all promised that they wouldn't. Remember? What can we learn from this? I have made promises to God in the past. I don't make vows because to make a vow, you have to believe in your ability to keep a vow. I've got a few that I've made in the past that, I, that are still like, I'll never, ever again, you know, and now I'm kind of stuck under my word. Um, I, I don't think it's a good idea at all. Cause again, it, it, so, oh, Lord, we want, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, these guys, they may forsake you, but you can count on me. I'm Peter. I don't be, I'm, remember, you can call me, I'm Rocky. I'm, I'm all sad, you know. Really, Pete? For the rooster crows twice, you're going to deny me three times, as we'll read here in a minute. And they led away Jesus to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. Now, I want to tell you, just because I mentioned it, there's a trial before Annas, there's a trial before Caiaphas, there's a trial before all the, high, the, the Sanhedrin. So that's three Jewish trials. He has a trial before Pilate, and then he's sent to Herod, and he's sent back to Pilate. Three more, okay? Three Gentile trials, three Jewish trials. All kangaroo courts, in my thinking, Okay? especially Pilate. We'll get there, and I don't have to say now. I find no fault in this man. I find no fault in this man. I find no fault in this man. Crucify him. I can go off on a tangent about government here, but I won't. I'm, I'm just trying to be good at him today, okay? But I, but I always think in those terms like, I've never had a lot of faith in in government. I never have. I've never seen a, a, a good reason to. Uh, I'm a de devotee of uh, the government that governs least governs best. We've always, we've always adhered to that. So he left his linen cloth and he fled away from them naked. Then Jesus led away to the high priest and with him assembled all the chief priests, the elders and the scribes. Peter followed him far off. I'm going to give him some points for following. Afar off is kind of, you know what I mean? Because I think there's a lot of people who follow Jesus, but the problem is they kind of follow him afar off. And it doesn't lead to a good place. 
Listen, I've said this before, all in. You're playing, it's like playing poker, right? Take your chips all in the center. I'm all in. I'm, all, I'm holding nothing back. I'm all in. That's what Jesus wants from us. He made a deal. We're, we're purchased by his blood. He, we're bought with a price. What part of you did he not buy? What part of you is excluded from that deal? Uh, and I don't say that to be, you know me, guys. I'm not a, I don't try to guilt you into certain behaviors. It's One, I don't think it works. Satan's the accuser of the brethren. I'm not. Uh, but I want to tell you, this is the way to live. It's so glorious and good. I, I don't like a wonder, yeah, should I do this or should I not do it? Wait, I'm all in. I'm God's. What would God's person, if God is my, okay, commanding general, and I'm his, like, lieutenant, second lieutenant, right out of Quantico, butterball, right? Just no, nothing on the ball. But I'm, but I'm his, I'm all in. What, what do you do? You do what he tells you to do. It's easy. And I've talked about this. I know, I know people, I know Christians who have made major decisions and they never ask God's opinion on anything. It's, and when I talk to them, it's like, well, you know, I thought it would, and they tell me how their thought process went and what would be, and it's kind of like column A, column B, the longer column wins, the pros and cons. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm so blessed by our sister here. God told me to do it. Any questions? Let's go. Isn't that what our lives are supposed to look like? God, what do you want? Then, and I don't say this in an arrogant manner, really the ball's in his court. What do you want me to do? Oh, he'll let us know. He's not shy about it. He's not unable to get a message to us. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me wherever, wherever I go. That's what Jesus said. He's not, and so the question is, what do you want me to do? Well, do that. Do that. Uh, so you come to me and say, so what is it? Well, I can give you some, don't kill anybody, because the Bible says don't do no murder, okay? Um, you know, and sometimes people say this, you know, do you, does, you know, does God want me to move to New York? You know, does God want me to go to school here? Does he want me to get married? Well, I, I don't know that. He might want you to move to New York. I, I'm sure he doesn't want you to be a Yankee fan. I mean, I know some things, but some things, you know, we have to, we can pray, and, and I'll pray with you, but, I, you know, other than that, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and when God tells, you know, I have a sense sometimes about God's leading in somebody's life, but really, I don't, I don't, I, I, have, a, I have a faith that God can get a message to you. You know, they have this shepherding movement and shepherds tell you, oh, it's time to buy a washing machine or you should do this, you should get this job, you should quit it. No, no, stop, stop. That's just control freak stuff. It's not, I don't see that scripturally even a little bit. And I don't want to, I don't want to try to tell you how to live your life. I mean, when we go through scripture, let the word of God speak, no doubt. But again, where you should go to school, who you should marry, those are, you and God can work out all the details. But he's following him. He's following, and I said all that just to say he's following me, but he's following afar off. Even unto the palace of the high priest, he set himself with servants and warmed himself at the fire. And some people make much of this. He's warming himself at the enemy's fire. It's cold, by the way. When Jesus is sweating drops of blood, it's cold. The sweat is brought on by extreme agita, not by intense heat. 
And we talked about that. What's that all about? He's really scared about the cross. And Jesus isn't scared about anything. He doesn't want to go to the cross. His nerve endings would work like yours or mine. I think what's given him tenth, great tension is for the first time ever he's going to be separated from God. And he knows it. And he's going to swim in the cesspool of your sin and my sin. And he knows it. He who became sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He's going to become sin for us, whatever that means. I know it wouldn't be pleasant. Think of all the horrific sin that's out there. And he would become sin for us. All sin, not just your and my sin, the sin of the whole world. Let's keep moving. Chief priests and all the council sought for witnesses against Jesus and put him to death and found none. Many bear false witness against him, but their witnesses agreed not together. Boy, isn't it welcome to my life. I talk about Jesus and they all, everyone comes up with some harebrained, half-baked reason why they, their witnesses agreed not together. And there arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, it's the only kind of witness you can have against Jesus. It's false witness, by the way, right? He who knew no sin. You're not going to bring charges at stick because, guess what? He's never broken the law, even once, even in thought, even in attitude, even once. Uh, you, you should get this. Uh, I've known people I've known well who said, oh yeah, Jesus sinned, and I asked him when. Oh, you remember when he cleansed out the temple and he just went wild on him and just, you know, berserk and, ah, and just kind of lost his, his stuff and he was just like all, What? <laughs> Okay, let me explain. He didn't grab a two-by-four and start breaking bones. He fashioned a whip which stings but doesn't break. He turned the tables over. He released the doves. He was never, ever out of control. And he was perfectly showing, my father doesn't like this. It was the Passover season. It's the season of unleavened bread. Were you supposed to take all the leaven out of the house? Here's a good Jewish boy taking the leaven out of his father's house. Totally in control and never lost it. Never just, because he doesn't. I wish I had that self-control. I wish I always had the right measured response. But I'm just like you. Sometimes it's just a knee-jerk reaction and later on I'm apologizing. Or patching the hole in the in the drywall or something like and then not 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 literally okay Susan's looking she goes well, you never did that no I because I I'm not that usually type of a violent but I but I and again like I've learned it in this like this I'm 62 years old I learned a few things right do the second thing and wait for the spirit to catch up uh, uh, you know the the spirit's uh, willing that the flesh is weak but the flesh is quick and the spirit is slower and you've really got to slow down let the spirit catch up do the second thing the first thing you want to say or the first thing you want to do is usually the flesh thing so you pray you say all right lord this is i'm just you know and 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 let god minister to you and and then maybe wisdom will happen after that maybe self-control will happen i really believe it does and i haven't had to patch up. I, I say yet you know <laughs> I haven't had to patch up any holes in the drywall but i know ones who have so let's keep moving anyway 
So they're bearing false witness because they don't have any real witness. Uh, and, and we heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. Within three days I will build another made without hands. Did he say that? Yeah. Was he talking about the temple? No. Is it a law to speak against the temple? No. If I said I'm going to tear down the United States Capitol in three days and rebuild it, you, you just think I'm just crazy man, but you don't really. Is that against the law? Any law? I mean, we got freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech doesn't really extend to making threats on people. But if I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm going to take the Washington Monument apart piece by piece and reassemble it in three days, I think that's, like, time to call the psychiatrist, not the police. So, I mean, at worst, but he wasn't even talking about the temple. The, he was talking about the temple that is his body, which, by the way, happened. Okay? It will happen at this point in the narrative. But neither so did their witness agree together. High priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witnesses wish, well, witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Uh, you don't need to defend yourself against crazy accusation stuff. One, let God do it. He does a better job. And you don't have to run around trying to defend yourself. I hate it that people say all manner of evil against us falsely, Matthew chapter 5. I hate that. But it's part of, our, that's part, that's part of being a Christian. So what do you do? Well, let God handle it. People say crazy stuff about you and about me. And most people realize it's crazy stuff. And people who want to gobble that up, they're going to believe it regardless of what you say anyway. Jesus doesn't, when you're on your trial, on trial for your life, bother to defend yourself, right? Jesus doesn't. Why not? The reason he's going to the cross is because of you and because of me, and he would never dime us out. If they say, hey, why are you on trial? He'd say, well, this guy named Adam Kasperzak. Not pretty, let me tell you about it. That's what would come out, and he wouldn't do that, and so that's why he doesn't have anything to say. Think about it. Is he, does he have anything to say about his own sin? No, never sinned. Does he have something to say about our sin? He's going to say it on the cross. All that he has to say, he's going he's to demonstrate, not malign. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Now, this is an oath. He puts him under oath. As the high priest, he can do this. Now Jesus has to answer, because it says so in the law, in the Torah. You have to answer this. He, can't, he wrote the Torah. He's not going to go back on what he's written. Ah, now we'll cut into the chase, Jesus says. Well, thanks. Doesn't say it, right? Let's, let's, let's get this on. Let's, 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 let's find out right now. Let's cut to the chase. I am. Again, the ego I me, the, the I am, the burning bush. Right? What did, what did God say to Moses? I am that I am. This is, this is the, uh, the Greek version. I am. I, you, the Christ, the Son of the Blessed. Now, we have people running around the landscape. Jesus never said he was God. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, what Bible are you reading? Yes, yes he did. 
Yes, he did. Here, and every time uh, I've come across any place in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, which is rife with these things, I've pointed it out to us. Uh, is Jesus divine? Yes. Does Jesus know he's divine? Yes. Does Jesus say he's divine? Yes. So why do we have people running around the landscape saying that he's not? Jehovah's Witness, others. I don't know. I don't know. Because there's, there's always been false teaching. But they don't have a Bible basis for any of it. Are you the Christ? Are you the Son of the Blessed? I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Oh, won't that be a day? Again, coming soon to a planet near you. <sighs> Not soon enough to suit me. But you're on the right team. I, I know people laughed at you. I know you've been marginalized. I know you've lost family. I know you've lost friends. Uh, welcome to my life. We've all gone through the same thing. I know, I know. Uh, and before we were, it was it was like uh, them senile old on the hill. Uh, that's their entertainment. Hey, everyone's got a story they got to tell. Whatever. That's their. Let them have their. Now we're not benign anymore. Now we are a blight and we are dangerous and we have got to be stopped. And now you're more and more. We're in the we're in the crosshairs. Never thought I'd live to see the day. I thought the Constitution was. Stronger. I thought it would be a harder thing to overcome. I thought, well, man, you know, kids, our grandkids may have to contend with this, but I think in our life we'll be okay. First Amendment's up for grabs. You remember a couple of years ago, well, we've got to close down, we've got to flatten the curve, we, gotta, we don't want to overwhelm the, uh, the, you know, the emergency rooms and blah, blah, blah. And we've never been through a pandemic. So, me, others, all, all the Calvary chapels I know, we had to close the doors. And that went from, please shut down the churches so we don't, the whole country doesn't get sick in a week, to you can't open them until we say you can open them. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, doesn't the Constitution say that we have a freedom to worship? And they had these mandates about how we were going to, we still, we, we got rid of every other row of chairs and, you know, we try to comply and, and stuff like this. And I, I'm going to give myself a hall pass in that. I've never been through a, a pandemic. We've never been through a pandemic. And I say it, I'm going to take it off as soon as I say it again. Obey your government until the government says something against God. Then obey God. And I want to talk about a beloved governess. Do everything she says. I'm, I'm, I'm dead, dead serious. Am I, am I joking? Do I look like I'm joking? And her authority stops at that door right there. She can't come in here and tell anybody anything. We obey Jesus Christ. And I am never, I don't care, hell or high water, plague, locust invasion, uh, flood, that we're never closing this church again. Never, ever, ever. Did I say never, ever, ever? Okay, and I mean exactly that. Never going to happen again. Nobody's going to tell us. Uh, so they come and arrest me? Mm, that's okay. Take me to jail? I'll do prison ministry from the inside. Doesn't bother me. I've, again, all in, right? Well, you can do it with me whatever you want. I, I, I signed up for life or death. 
We've, we figured it out early on. And once you get it figured out, life gets so much easier. I am. And you'll, you'll see. I told you, Zechariah. Uh, they'll see him coming in the clouds, even those who pierced him. And the high priest rent his clothes. It's a picture of tearing your heart, okay? Clothes are important. And he tears the garments of the high priest, which, by the way, you can't do that. Again, that's against Torah. What neither... What need we any further witnesses? You've heard the blasphemy, what think ye? And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. That's going to be one of the questions, the homework questions involve this. Is Jesus guilty of blasphemy? The answer is yes, unless what he's saying is true. But I want you to talk about it. I want you to think it all the way through. What he's saying is true. So this guy here, he's, he's way, off, way off base. Annas. He's way off base. He's not supposed to be ripping, tearing anything. Um, think about the option. You, well, maybe what he's saying is so. Did the high priest know that Jesus is the Christ? They knew it after the resurrection. What do they do? They're the double-down clown that I always talk about. You know, when you told somebody that they're wrong and you show them wrong, and what they're saying is provably wrong, either in politics, either in facts, either in science, either in... in uh, scripture, whatever, right? People do not say, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, I, sh I guess I'm going to have to change my opinion. The vast majority of people like, double down. Why? I don't want to be wrong twice. I mean, if you show me where I'm wrong, I say, thank you, I appreciate. I mean, okay, it stings a little bit, but you're right, I'm wrong, and now we can get on with our lives, and life is better now because I know more than I used to know, right? I've done that once or twice in our marriage. You'll bear me record. Uh, you were right, now I was wrong. Words I've said before. Uh, some guys have never, ever, they're, they're, they're just like, I, I could never admit, show her weakness. Oh, she'd wear me like a fur coat. I could never, dude, really? These are the double down clown, you know, he's resurrected. Oh, we'll give you money. Well, um, maybe he's the Christ. Because people don't generally run around the landscape raising themselves from the dead. They know he, I think they always know who he is. He, they, he showed up. God showed up and said, you guys have got it so wrong. You are so poisoned. You are so corrupt. You are just like a whitewashed tomb. You are just, and pointed out all there. And they didn't like it. That's the problem. I didn't like it when somebody called me a sinner. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I am. I mean, so why, why fight it? What, what, we've heard the blasphemy. We, we don't need any more witnesses. What are you thinking? And some began to spit on him and cover his face and to buffet him and say unto him, prophesy. And the servants did strike him with the palms of the hand. And so it starts. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. And here it is. And so it starts. Now, the rest of the chapter is devoted to Peter's denial. 
We'll go through this pretty quick because it's something we're very familiar with. Don't let its familiarity rob you of what God is trying to say to us. Scripture is not this, a history book of something that happened to some guy 2,000 years ago. Gee, that Peter, what a knucklehead. Right? That's, that's why we're reading this. That's why it's here, right? Have you, again, I'm not a guilt guy. I'm pastor. I got the pastor's heart. I love you so much. I want good things. Have you denied Christ? I haven't done it like this, but I think I've done it in subtle ways. Uh, when I feel like God's moving me to say something, they're all going to laugh. They're all going to think I'm some sort of rube. I might, should I just shut up? Should I just sit on what I notice? not speak god forbid but i've been tempted to and i think sometimes i have um, i mean you know you look at your whole life and stuff have i done it recently you know i'm going to tell you the answer to the question not leave it rhetorical no i don't because i know this afterwards i feel so miserable i had an opportunity and i let it slip through my fingers and i can't go and get that opportunity again all i can do is say lord the next time that happens I don't want to feel like this. I'm on board. I'm just going to say what needs to be said and let the chips fall where they may. And if they laugh at me and think I'm a rube or an idiot, or who cares? Who cares? At the end of the day, who cares? I think God is smiling on us. I think God is like, uh, he, he did awesome. Lord, but they, they, didn't, they didn't believe. They didn't get converted. Well, let me handle that. All I want you to do is be faithful. And I think as we read down through here, just remember that, that don't, and you don't have to do it like directly like, like Peter does. Well, let's just read it. Peter was beneath in the palace. Why is the high priest living in a palace? Oh, yeah, that's a story for another time. And when she saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand. Uh, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch and the cock crew. Now, when the cock crows, don't you think Peter would come to the front and say, oh, wait a second, that was once, and I denied him once. I think I better... Do you, do you think that was kind of like a warning shot by Jesus across his bow? Because like, remember, the cock's going to crow twice. Jesus, Jesus said he's going to deny him three times. Does that happen to you? Like before you do something, God's saying, wait, 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 think this through. It happens to me a lot. When I sin, it's not, I don't like accidentally wake up sinning. It's kind of like I run through a stop sign. God is gracious to like alarm me like, hey, hey, wait, you're going in the wrong direction here. And God forbid that I should keep going in that direction. Because I think, he, you know, the cock crows and says, yeah, no, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. I know him. Will the chips fall where they may? It's a good day to die. Always. Always be ready to preach, pray, or die. Somebody told me that early on. Served me well. You were with you were with Jesus of Nazareth. No, I don't what are you talking about, crazy lady? You don't know what you're saying. And the car crew. And the maid saw him again, began to say to them that stood by, This was one of them. He denied it again. 
And a little after, they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art a Galilean. And thy speech agreeeth there too. He's got that northern accent here in Maine. Uh, Maine. Here in America, we get that southern accent. They think we talk funny. I remember going to Memphis, and I would ask a question. People would say, mimic me back rather than answer the question. It was so southern hospitality, right? Hey, shut up. Just answer what I asked you. Uh, everyone talks funny to everyone else who doesn't sound like us. So they have this Galilean accent, and you're one of them. You even have that funny way of talking. He began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom you speak. Now, people say he's got a problem with his mouth, and he's a curse, and he's a swear guy. Stop it. That's not what it means. Um, still, today, they don't have curse words in Hebrew. They have to go outside of Hebrew to curse. They usually go to English, and we got plenty of them to lean on and borrow, so it works out fine for them. They don't have, they didn't, he's, not, he's not saying bad words here. He's, say, he's, taking a, he's taking an oath. He's swearing. I swear to God, I don't know him. If I know him, may I be eternally damned, is what he's saying, or something like along those lines. Now, he's not just denying He's putting himself under oath because, you know, usually that's, that's the end of it, right? When somebody says, I mean, look, look, I said, don't take unnecessary oaths. Don't take vows. You, you should let your yes be yes and your no be no. There's a couple times you take a vow when you get married. It's big doings, right? It's time to, to make, a, make a, 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 a solemn promise. I, I believe in that. When you're in a courtroom, you raise your right hand and you swear to God because somebody's life, somebody's freedom depends on it. And that, that's fine. Do you know the guy who's like, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God about everything, right? Don't trust him. D don't. Because he's not the guy who's no is no and yes is yes. He's always trying to He's trying to borrow some credibility with his oath. Peter is oathing here. He's, he's swearing. I don't know who you're talking about. Third time, strike three. And the second time, the cock crew. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said unto him. Why didn't he think about it the first time? When Jesus said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Uh, you know, pray with me. Um, you're all going to abandon me tonight. Why didn't he do the things that Jesus was saying? How come he didn't know this? How come he, I don't know, how come you and I very often don't call to mind what Jesus said? Before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And what he thought, thou already wept. When you, when you deny Jesus, you know what's going to happen? You're going to weep. You're going to feel real lousy about it. And when people laugh at us, we don't feel real lousy about it. You go away thinking, I did the right thing. And it's, it's kind of a good thing. I have one more thing. I think it's the Gospel of John, but it might be Luke. It says Jesus turned and looked on him when he said that. And I've said this before, but it's a good time to say it. You're directing the movie of Jesus, and the guy who's playing Jesus says, okay, I'm supposed to look at Peter. What's my look? What am I supposed to... What, what you answer probably doesn't tell me anything about Jesus. It probably tells me more about you. 
because you want to look and you want to say, you got utter disgust. Oh, yeah, you're never going to deny me, huh? Punk. Look at you. Because that's how Jesus is, right? No, that's how Jesus is not. I think the look is, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. I'd, 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 I'd give it to you if I had it, right? I'm not an actor. Uh, I think it's like the healing process is beginning. Pete, I told you. Forgiveness is available. And the reason I say that, and the reason I think it's really important, because it kind of leaves us with, he looked on him, and, he, and, he, and, and now Peter goes out, and he wept. That's sin. That's kind of how sin operates. I've said it only a thousand times. Choose to sin, choose to suffer, right? But there's forgiveness. Why do you stay there? Why do you? And, and we beat ourselves up. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so horrible, and I'm so miserable, and I should never have been. Get over yourself. To be disappointed in self is to have trusted in self. And if you know, like, like we're supposed to know, I think I know, I, think, I, I guess I still get disappointed in myself, but I, I know I'm dust. I'm, my frame, it's, it's dust. Yeah, sinning. <laughs> what an idiot. And you think I'd learn. Lord, help me not to do this. I, I feel real lousy right now. I know, I ran through that stop sign. I know, I know. Can you just... What happens if we confess our sin? He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why would you stay at odds, even for a moment, with, with the Savior? There's some people who live their whole life there. I don't recommend that. It's a wonderful thing to step into the light. Or you the double-down clown. I can't admit I was wrong. Uh, we give you a soft place to land. Nobody's going to be, I told you so. Many uh, a husband and wife, you know. She's a believer and he's not. Or he's a believer and she's not. And they don't want to give in. Because, see, I told you so. We never say that. We're the kind of people who are like, hey, glad to have you aboard. You know, let's, let's get on with our lives. Let's, this is cool. This is wonderful. And that's how it always is. Don't, when you find yourself denying, when you find yourself in sin, weep. Yeah, that's, I guess that's part of the course. But don't leave it there. Get forgiveness. Let's stand. Let's pray. We'll have song. Our Worship people come and send us out of here in song. Again, this is the last time. Don't get overwhelmed sad, but. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, for all you've done for us and for the, the service you've rendered to this church, we all appreciate it. We all, it's been a good, it's been a good season. I know you're moving on and stuff, but it, like I say, it's been good that you've, uh, we appreciate you, just so you know. Let's pray. Father, as we uh, think about these things, we thank you for Jesus' amazing life and how awesome he is in every situation. I am. You shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. I'd like to see that happen about seven years from today, to be honest with you, Lord. I really would. I think we all would. Um, 
Father, I just pray your blessing on the things that we've learned and understood and you might, they may find a home in our hearts, Lord. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.